0: Today, I want to begin by sharing a, an experience that I had when I was pastoring in Scottsdale, Arizona, that uh, just marked something that was already there in me, but it, it uh, fleshed it out. It, it revealed something to me. And that was that as we first got there, someone had it was a small struggling work, new work, and someone had donated a bunch of ball caps with no printing on them and never got to the printer's. And just, I don't know how many dozens we had. Just a hundred dozen ball caps. And we went to a place called the Swap Meet. And we were there just to sell them. We had no money in them. Whatever money we created was going to go to the teenager ministry that we had just started there at the church. And I was there that day. And of course, it was probably 110 degrees there in Phoenix. And a woman walked up to me. I don't know why she signaled me out. I don't know why she singled me out. I don't know what she was observing. But she came up and she said, "Uh, you're a man of God, aren't you? And I said, I am. She said, you're a pastor, aren't you? And whenever somebody does that to me, I'm always looking around, where's the camera? Who's setting me up? And she said, you're in the river, aren't you? And it's 110 degrees in Phoenix, Arizona. So I I realized real quick, this can't be physical. The Salt River no longer flows through Phoenix. They dammed it up and made lakes out there. So I said, ma'am, would you explain yourself to me? She said, well, I'm in the river. And I said, explain that to me. She said, well, she said, I'm a businesswoman. And uh, she said, I, 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 The the Lord prospers me. I'm I'm a single parent mother. I have two children. And she said, uh, uh, I get working and the Lord just blesses and I make incredible income. And she said, but I want to be in the river. So I quit. And I go and and she named certain ministries that she followed very sincerely. don't, Don't take me wrong here. But after a period of time, the money ran out. And she had to come back to work again to create more income to go out into the river again. In other words, you're picking up on what I was picking up on. There is a river. However, we can become misguided to what is there. At the same time, it shouldn't stop us from realizing what the river really is and participating in it. That's... The Holy Spirit just brought all this back to me and I thought okay, I need I need to put it together so we can understand What God offers us as believers? What is this thing? Known as the river Some of you that have a little bit of age on you remembers a song that many different artists used Uh, Jimmy Swagger was well known for a, a song There is a river and it flows from deep within. If you know it, sing it with me. There is a fountain that frees the soul from sin. Come to this water for there is a vast supply. There is a river that never shall run dry. That song was, yeah, give the Lord praise. Songs like that one others are speaking about this thing that's in the Word of God What was it that this woman was referencing? What is it that she had experienced? But where did she get off track? again, she referred to her two daughters and and uh, She said I guess I'm neglecting him because when I go to the river I leave them at home, and they're just kind of taking care of themselves in other words she didn't understand the responsibility that she had that she could have that and be in the river at the same time. You see, the river's always been here. The Bible references the river all through the Word of God. If we can use the expression, it flows throughout the entirety of the Word of God. You'll find in Genesis chapter two, when God said he had created Eden and a river flowed out of Eden and then it would break up into four other rivers. But we see at the very beginning as God was creating all things, uh, he created a river. When you go through the word of God and you come to the last book of our Bible, Revelation, and the last chapter, chapter 22, Beginning at verse 1, once again, we still find that river flowing. It's called the river of the water of life, and it describes that. And this morning uh, a couple were referencing uh, that I had mentioned. It was Donald Russell, I believe, mentioned that I'd mentioned heaven in a message. And here once again, we're talking about something yet ahead for us. Do you know that's important for us to allow our minds to go there at times as we find ourselves living in a temporal world, we have to understand there is still yet a future for us. How many knows that? And in that, and I had made this statement to him, I didn't know if I'd say it or not here, but I'm going to. When I was pastoring in Arizona, uh, we had a lady that uh, had been one to the Lord, started attending our church, and she was involved in destiny management. If you don't know what destiny management is, that's where people would take all their hard-earned money and come to Phoenix, Arizona, and she would teach them how to spend that money and keep it in Arizona. Jeep tours, and hot air balloon rides, and golf, 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 all through that valley there. And uh, she she would show them how to spend their money there. Well, you know, there's a destiny management ahead for us. Oh, my goodness, what's prepared for us hasn't even entered completely into our heart. Mind hasn't conceived, eye hasn't seen, ear has not heard. All that is in store for us. But what we do know is that as the new Jerusalem comes down to this earth again, the new earth, we understand that the river of the water of life is still flowing. From the genesis of this thing to that which we reference as the end of the book but not the end of existence, we understand the river continues to flow. It weaves and flows all through the Word of God. That river of the of the water of life referenced in Revelation talks about how it flows. And it flows out of the city down through the street and on either side of the river are the trees referenced as the singular tree of life and it produces its fruit every month, the 12 manner of fruit. And its leaves are there for the healing of the nations. And we find ourselves there as well, worshiping God. You see what we 've experienced today is just dress rehearsal folks. And he'll take the time to inscribe his name on our foreheads. this This place, this special place is so amazing because his presence that we've experienced today, still experiencing now, we will know in a fullness, so much so that there'll be no night any longer. We won't need a lamp, we won't need an LED light, we won't need laser light, we won't even need the sun because his presence is there illuminating. The river of life is still flowing. Ezekiel captured this river, Ezekiel chapter 47. It is there that he, the Lord takes him to the temple. Understand again, that's here on the earth. And he takes him there and he realizes there's water around the threshold of the entrance ore. It's not a plumbing leak, it's not a problem, There's something magnificent beginning to happen here. And he said it faced the east. And you see, as the temple was facing east, the water began to flow eastward. We understand that he was given time to go around the temple. He talks about the north and the south, but he comes back to the east. And then he's given a witness of something that you and I need to pay close attention to because he says he would take him from that place and he said, here's your measuring tool. I want you to start measuring. The Bible references a thousand cubits. We know the cubit is more than our yards and he takes him out that distance and he said, you know what? The water's deeper here. It is here that it's ankle deep. Well, he didn't stop him there, did he? Go out another measurement. And as he got there and stopped, he realized the water now is up to the knees. We're not finished with you yet. Go out a little further, the same measurement again. And when he gets out there, the water is now waist deep. The river is really flowing now. He said, there's more than that. He said, but he realized it no longer could be passed the way he was doing it. You could swim in the river. The magnitude of that river flowing, the progression of that river flowing, again, is typical of what He does in our lives as well. For this church, we've embraced three simple words, know, grow, show. Growing in the grace of God, growing in the love of God, growing in our faith in our God, to understand He takes us from glory to glory, to glory. Oh yeah, sometimes we take two steps backwards, but he says, I'm not finished with you." He's always calling us forward. I'm gonna take you. Well, Lord, I've never been an experience like this before. I know what it is to be ankle deep, but you see it ankle deep. I also know what it is to still have some control. Oh, come on somebody. And you go a little bit more and it's like, well, wow, I'm enjoying the current. I'm enjoying the presence of God. And, and some of the things I've read in the word of God or I heard my mother testify or my grandfather talk about or some of those preachers of yesteryear in my life, I remember, but now it's up to the waist. And wow, it's pretty encouraged, but I don't have the ability to move the way I wanna move any longer. And then he shows you, yeah, and I'll take you even further but you, you won't have any control left. You just go with the flow, wow. You see, Jesus had some fishermen as well that experienced something similar. They had been fishing all night long and had nothing. They had done what they'd always done. And the master caught them in the morning. They were weary, they were tired. They had nothing to show for their time spent. And he said, I want you to go out a little deeper. Cast your nets into the deep. If they had not trusted him for something deeper, they would have gone hungry that day. You see the is flowing, flowing, flowing. The Bible also references Jeremiah. He also was instructed to tell the people, blessed are those who trust is in the Lord and they shall be like not only what the river does but like that tree planted by the river. For it's in that experience, the roots of the tree get the privilege of burrowing and getting into that water source again. And I love what Jeremiah was instructed to preach. He said, for those who will put their trust, complete trust in their Lord, they won't get weary and they won't become fearful. As Carrie mentioned earlier, the fear that wants to overtake us and everything else around us is drying up. There's a drought, but you see to the believer whose trust is in the Lord, you know, I look around, it's not affecting me because my leaves are still green because I am tapping into the source still. Others can't see what I have, but I'm rooted and grounded in Him. I'm able to receive something that this world doesn't understand. Church, this is what we got to get a hold of ourselves again. We're just passing through. And we give a witness as we go through, but this isn't home. We're just passing through. Sure, there'll be a drought all around us and we'll be affected to some extent, but we will not lose our victory if we continue to rely upon Him. Our trust is in the Lord. He is our source. How many of you ever been to Children's Church? Some of you haven't. How many of you been to Vacation Bible School? Somewhere along the way, Carrie, I'm not near as good as a worship leader as you, but I'll try. We used to sing a little song. Deep and wide, deep and wide, there's a river flowing deep and wide, deep and wide. It's deep and wide, there's a river flowing deep and wide. Wide and deep. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, come on now. I got some of you streaming singing right now, don't I? Wide and deep, there's a river flowing wide and deep. When we were that high, we couldn't get that deep voice in, so we just had to symbol it. He talks about the same thing we already shared earlier in the river song And I'd forgot about this and the the word simply says, plunge right in and lose your sin. There's a river flowing deep and wide and wide and deep. You see, this why the Bible reminds us that we need to remain childlike as we travel through. My mother used to, there were certain things she always said to us children and one was, as she referenced me, son, don't ever get old in your thinking because once you get old, you're old for a long time. (laughs) And I have carried that over to a spiritual nourishment. I don't want to get old and crusty. I don't ever want to have the attitude, I've already learned it all. I want to learn something new. I mean, I mean that sincerely. I remember when I first went to Monroe, Georgia, a youth pastor, Christian education director, I was so excited the state was offering a Christian education seminar, and they had never been to a seminar. It was offered in Beaufort, Georgia. I got 32 people, teachers, children's church workers, that were gonna to go to this. How much that would have blessed our church just to get you know, a fresh touch, to get another shot in the arm. One lady had been there since they invented dirt at that church. Got in front of my classes, we have been building up for weeks and had the bus ready and said, I'll, it was Wednesday night, well, I'll meet you all Saturday morning at this time. And she spoke up and she said, I'm not going. I used to go to those things. I already knew everything they were talking about. So I quit going. Come Saturday morning, I had one other person other than me. She had flattened it. I don't want to get to that place where God, you can't show me anything because there's so much more. He's deep. And just when I think that I got my scuba gear on of the spirit to get as deep as God could bear with him, he said, all right, get ready, I'm gonna take you wide now. I'll show you things you haven't even begun to imagine because there's a river now, if you just want to stay in, that, in that, sh- that shallow end of the pool, okay. But you'll never experience really swimming. You may know what it is to dip your toe in the water, but you'll never know what it is to swim. Oh, come on, somebody. And in times like this, we need to know how to swim. Because somebody else is saying, Oh, my, there's lions and tigers and bears out there. There's sharks in that water. But they don't know what we know. So let's show them so that they too may say, I want to know what you've learned. Again, Jeremiah comes back, blesses the one who is planted by the river. We know it doesn't just stop there. Psalms 1 is referenced as well. Blessed is the person. Matter of fact, you can read it with me. Psalms 1, I love this one. Blessed is the man, the woman who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scoffers, but his delight, her delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he or she meditates all day and night. For they are likened unto a tree planted by the streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf. It does not wither. They all learned the same thing about the river. I looked up in the Message Bible where the King James, New King James references, we don't, uh, we don't walk in the counsel of the wicked. We don't stand in the way of the sinners. We don't sit in the seat of the scoffers. The Message Bible puts it this way. We don't hang out at sin saloon and we don't slink along the dead-end road, and we don't go to smart-mouth college. (laughs) There's a river, there's a river. It's always been there, always will be there. When you talk about the new Jerusalem, and it talks about by that time, there'll be no more accuser there'll be no more war there'll be no more sickness and yet the river is still flowing and the tree of life is on either side producing its fruit because we will forever be dependent upon our god it's in this life that we must learn to trust in him today those that were called out to be prayed for, but others started coming up. I'll use Daryl Dial as an example. It was in that moment. The Bible referenced the time when Jesus was there and the waters were stirred. It was the first one in that would receive their healing that day. I don't know what was in Daryl's mind. All he knew was there's somebody believing that I can have a touch of God and this blood pressure issue I have can be resolved by the master's touch in my life because I know that he bore stripes on his back and I know that's for our healing and my faith is in him. So Lord, I need some of that. I wanna be a part of that as well. You see, that's the river. When Carry referenced earlier, what, talking about the fear, and then he got talking about Paul and writing to the Romans about the stirrings that go on inside of us. You see, that's the river. Because Jesus put it this way in John 7, he said, out of us shall flow rivers of living water. That's why Paul had to write to the church in Rome and tell them there are times that your life is overwhelming. But you're not finished yet because greater is he that is in you than that which you're facing. And it's that time to say, Lord, I surrender all again to you. And I surrender over to the Spirit. Matter of fact, when you go back to Revelation 22 again, some of the last words of the Revelation talks about that water and says, and the Spirit and the bride say, come, come. I love that. No longer do we find just the Spirit hovering at the beginning of the Genesis story by the end of the testimony and the bride, whoo. It's also included. That means those of us that's walked through this life and we've learned to trust the master and given our life over to him, you talk about that victor's crown, Jesus got his victor's crown, but Paul put it this way, he said, that crown of life is not only for me, but for all of those who also will trust and believe. Can you imagine what that moment's gonna be like? It does you well to start dwelling on some of these things. Set your affections on things which are above. They start calling on you. At times it's those cloud of witnesses in our spirit saying, come on, come on, keep on keeping on. I know you don't feel like taking one more step, then just stand, just stand. And somewhere if you stand long enough and you're facing eastward <laughs> and the water's just trickling at the threshold again, Woo, I know where this journey's going. I'm gonna take one more step. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's starting to get ankle deep again. Lord, I know what you've done in the past, you'll do it again. Lord, I don't really have the strength to go beyond the ankle experience today, but you know what? Tomorrow morning, sorrow may have come all night long, but joy's gonna be in the morning. I'm gonna step out one more time. Oh my God, now I feel it at my knees and I know he's faithful. You see, that's the river that's flowing in and through and all around our lives. Is it mystical? Oh no, it's very, very real but it's a spirit river. That's why again the bride can team up with the spirit. You know I almost sense it this way, the spirit says come and the reason the bride is there, we're just come along saying amen to that, yes amen. I testify because I once was lost but now I'm found. I know what it is to be lost and undone without God or his son but now I know what it is to be redeemed, can you imagine? We need to imagine. Stand with me today or I'll preach all day long.